pro wrestler. I am a sports entertainer. What? I'll say it again. I am a sports entertainer. From the Rose City, Windsor, Ontario, this is the Sports Entertainers Podcast. What's good, everybody? We're crack-a-lackin'. Your boy, the Frostfather, Aaron Sanders, as we are embarking on our 17th episode of Windsor's Exclusive Wrestling Podcast. And I am joined by a dynamic duo. Known them for, let's say, ever and ever. First off, introducing Perlis. He's no introduction. Maddie. I like, Maddie, you, everybody. I like how you pointed at me and it actually like on the <laughs> webcam, you actually got me. So that was pretty cool. I'm good, man. I'm very I'm very good. We're coming off the heels of BCW. So I'm happy. Or on the or on that later. And then next, above me, or depending on how this is edited, this is Drake the Heel Damore. And we have heard the name Damore spread around the wrestling universe in Windsor so many times. I wonder why. What's happening, Drake? Well, I guess we're going to talk about it today. Maybe too much, but we got a lot to talk about. And Carlos mentioned it too, but uh, man, coming off of BCW, you know, I'm excited to talk about it. And uh, yeah, you actually did get me right. But when you pointed to Carlos, it was the wrong way. So it's all messed up here. But it did happen before. I remember uh, you did that and I was like, oh, he actually pointed at me. All right, cool. Yeah. If there's any problems, blame it on me. I'm a lefty. So, you know, things are going to be the opposite. For me, 30 years for me, ago. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> for me when you pointed up, uh, you were pointing at nothing. So just, uh, just, just to make you feel like exactly. less good about yourself. <laughs> I'll keep it in. You know, if we make mistakes, that's why they invented erasers on pencils. All right, thirty years ago, <laughs> a fellow by the name Scott Demore invented Border City Wrestling, and who would have thought that thirty years later it would still be kicking? I would say it's some sort of revival because we haven't seen BCW around in quite some time until this year, but. You gather around all the wrestlers that's been there, past, present, and who knows the future, over at the St. Clair College Sportsplex for BCW, the 30th anniversary. We're coming off the heels of that. My feet are still tired from running up and down, but it was worth it, gentlemen, and we were able to get an exclusive look on how things work out in this event, and there were plenty of surprises, too. We're going to start with... Drake first and foremost, because he's been around the whole BCW scene forever and ever. I just want to be nice with that. I mean, your thoughts of Scotty putting this all together for the 30th anniversary. I feel like they're going to be in for three more years. Yeah, for real. I mean, it is crazy to think 30 years and, and it's only as, I mean, it's older than us, but you know, it's crazy to think that it's been hey, going hey, for hey. so long. Hey, what? it's 30th, 30th anniversary, but 30th for Drake the Moore as well. So, I mean, you're yeah, the same age. It's older than me. It's older than uh, me, though, technically. All right. <laughs> couple all months, right. Couple <laughs> it's got a couple months on me, so I'll give it that. But, uh, yeah, no. So, I got to see all 30 years of it. I don't remember all 30 years of it, but I got to, I got to be there for it, I guess. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I don't know. I don't really like acknowledge it a lot, but Scott is my cousin, so we got all this random BCW stuff going back to, to day one, you know, because the family followed it for him or you know supported him. And it is crazy, man. Yeah, I think they're gonna do another thirty years. They're talking about more shows already. Actually, seen today as we were uh, recording, 
They're talking about doing some smaller shows we'll get into as well. But before we get into any more, I mean, um, kind of just uh, uh, recapping the words of all the people that we talked to in the vlog. Uh, if, if anyone out there hasn't watched it yet, definitely check it out. You'll get to hear from Scott, Tommy Dreamer, and a lot more. And, and that's pretty much uh, part of what we're going to talk about today because it was just kind of cool to see kind of see what's going on behind behind the stage and really not much to be honest at, at BCW it, and at times they've had bigger uh, bigger you know stuff like that but still cool to see I mean they had the little promo area they were filming uh, post and pre-match promos and stuff like that and uh, they you know they make a little uh, pay-per-view out of it and stuff so it's cool to see it it's for a for an independent show it's it, there, there's a lot that goes into it and uh, I mean it's kind of probably the, the first way. time to see that thank you man yeah thank you so past this weekend carlos got to got to come out but you guys got to see um some a bit of bcw behind this behind the scenes so what did you guys think i've never been behind the scenes at a wrestling show before so that was really cool a really overwhelming experience i never thought i would ever ever actually see behind the curtain literally behind the curtain i was you know it was, it was surreal seeing all those uh just wrestlers just vibing, hanging out behind beside the TV, you know, veterans talking to younger guys. And uh, uh, the funniest thing was uh, seeing, you know, a heel wrestler come out to booze and then going backstage and, you know, the two wrestlers are like broing each other up. It's, it's very interesting. Dabbing them up and whatnot. You know, we were so close to the gorilla position. So you, you, you knew the hype was there. Um, Jacques Rougeau. He noticed us. He was this close for not noticing us, but we pulled up and we said, sports entertainers. And then the light bulb went on for him. And he's like, he, he, he knows us. I think we're pals now, guys. At the Mountie. He's a friend of the show, just like our buddy Eddie. Joe Hendry. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of other ones in the vlog as well. So, you know, yeah. be sure to watch that. And we got to talk to a lot of uh, just BCW alumni too there at the beginning. So like kind of, kind of recapping it a little bit, putting myself in those footsteps. Uh, so that's pretty much how it started off. We got in and met Jacques like pretty much right away. And then we seen Irish Bobby Clancy and a couple of the BCW legends. And I showed him the pic of us and he said, did he charge you for that? And I said, no. And he goes, I'm surprised. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> but hey, he loves us. So, you know, but yeah, legends are in the house, man, from Jacques Rougeau to local legends like uh, Jamie D, a former uh, TNA wrestler, one of the one of the first women wrestlers in um, Can-Am wrestling to ever come through. Um, and some of the nostalgic guys like Bobby Clancy, the first guy I ever interviewed on on Win City Sports. And um, yeah, man, it was pretty cool to see. I mean, that's that it, it kind of translated throughout the whole show. But also had that uh, impact wrestling feel as uh, as we all kind of felt. Yeah, I felt like I felt like a lot like an impact show. Uh, I must admit, yeah. um, that that's actually you know what I was gonna bring this up. But uh, people like Santino and Josh Alexander kept walking by us, and I was like, I was like, I want to interview you, but I cannot relate it to 30th anniversary. Like, how am I gonna like pull it back and you know circle it back to VCW? But like, man, you, you guys are so cool. <laughs> Just seeing yeah. you guys pass us. I know we should have at least got a picture with uh, Santino or something. I, I know. Yes. Uh, oh, come to think of it, a handful of the roster that was there that night, a lot of impact talent, to, to say the least. But uh, we were able to see Kurt Angle walk past us, <laughs> by the way. Okay. He walked past us, and we were in his presence, his gold presence, 
a little bit, and then we just went right back outside just to, to see him get to the entrances. And the you suck chance, okay, they were still there. I mean, it, it was weird to see him there at BCW. I don't know if he's ever been at BCW uh, event, and you could uh, check in on that yeah. with me, Drake. But <laughs> came out, yeah, did one minute promo, and out he went. Yeah, yeah, and he left immediately, so we didn't get to chat with him. But so uh, yeah, fun, fun fact: um, he refereed Scott Demore's retirement match in like 2008 here in Windsor. And, oh wow! Um, pretty sure it was like the peak of Perk Angle, so like it's like I don't, I don't, I don't even remember it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so when Scott Demore had his, one of his last matches, or it was supposed to be his last match. Uh, they brought in uh, Kurt Angle, and I think he might have even wrestled one other time at the Armories. Or no, at uh, Assumption. At Assumption, man, you should know. Yeah, don't Dudley remind me. I missed that yeah. event. Yeah. Wait, there was a BCW event at a high school? Yes. Oh, yeah, plenty, yeah. They had the Dudley what? Boys at one. They had, like, X-Pac and uh, Billy Gunn at one. And then they had... Um, I just say you guys had the best high school years ever. Like, how did that even? How did that fly, man? I never had that in London. That. Yeah, I, I just know about them. I didn't even go to them. That if only crazy. Ma let me go. Still love you, Ma. <laughs> you should have let me go see BCW at Assumption. And besides, I was there for crying out loud. But yeah, yeah. Like, you know where all the weapons are, the 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 chairs and stuff, the tables. You know, you could just use classroom tables and pencils and stuff. <laughs> I got bombarded with dodgeballs when it felt like at one ECW event where fans wouldn't stop throwing chairs. I know I'm <laughs> sidetracking here, but people were all was like going after me. This was dodgeball, and I think I was the only one left. So I'm running around the freaking gym, and the next thing you know, I I hid right in the corner, and people started pelting me with dodgeballs. And there's one son of a gun for which name I will not mention. He found a <laughs> tennis ball and. Uh, he threw it in a place that's not worth repeating. I'm like, if that doesn't add insult to injury, then I don't know what the hell does. But uh, <laughs> trust me, I have a feeling some wrestlers came out from that corner because it had like double doors and everything. And this was one of the ways to get through the gym. So just the fact that I went through the doors, which probably Rob Van Dam went through for one night. Jeez. Still a little Pretty ticked cool. off about that. That is pretty cool. I, mean, I wouldn't. I would be kind of mad too. I'd be like, oh, like especially during that time when you're a kid and you're such a big wrestling fan. I would be pissed. We were there till like around what eleven, eleven thirties. Like we saw him take down the ring, and that's where we were able yeah. to get the bulk of our interviews. And you know what? Happy that we were able to get Scott. The one interview that I liked was the one you did with Jeff and Mickey. Oh, yeah. pretty kick ass and mickey was there for since yeah. the beginning right yeah i'd like to say for sure uh, mickey irish mickey doyle on there as we were like editing and stuff i was like man i'm actually like really glad we got him on there it's pretty cool just to say like go back uh, just yesterday just kind of because i was thinking about you know kind of talking about this i had to do a little bit of research go back and like he's wrestled like some legends you know like like old school names like Ronnie Garvin, the the Sheik, and all that kind of stuff. You know, like can't remember now, but NWA he wrestled in and stuff. And uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool, you know, to get him on. And and as we talked about the BCW legends and stuff, kind of went into uh, Jeffrey Scott, I guess first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I guess you know they all came out for his introduction, and and that was a cool little interview too, uh, to, to he, chat with he, him and the award the on there. 
Yeah. Yeah. He got into the Hall of Fame, so good for him. That's amazing. That's just really good news. Got really emotional, and, uh, you know, he's well-deserved. Well-deserved, for sure. Yeah. So a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. Hard work. Hard work doesn't go unnoticed, man. Yeah. A little bit of everything in that vlog. It makes you laugh, makes you cry. Got some action. (laughs) So... We got Tommy Dreamer, who really didn't want to be there. Yeah, Yeah, all due respect to Tommy Dreamer, but he was just kind of like, okay, yeah. And then, like, as soon as it was done, he was like, cool, late. (laughs) Just was like, oh, shit. We're like, can we get a, oh, no, I guess not. Yeah, I'll get a picture Uh, with him, but I walked out to him and was like, hey. And he was like, uh, all right, sure. So I was like, all right, whatever. We're going to get Tommy Dreamer on here. So let's just fucking, let's go. A win's a win. That's all I gotta say. The win's a win. We still got him. Yeah. If there's one takeaway, we were able to talk with Jacques, and we were able to get Tommy Dreamer up for the vlog too. I was happy that we were able to get Aiden Prince and El Reverso too. Yes. Yeah, you did Those a great guys... job at that, man. <laughs> yeah. The uh... first match back from from his injury. Crazy. Legitimately gems, both of them. El Reverso and Aiden yeah. Prince, wonderful people. Oh yeah, straight up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, doing the Win City stuff, I did a lot of interviews, and the wrestlers were always really cool, especially those two guys among among a lot of them too. I mean, we we got to talk to a lot of other guys too, though, but didn't maybe didn't make it to the to the vlog or anything like that. But I do I do kind of want to talk about the interview with Aiden and uh, and El Reverso quickly too. Absolutely, but we got to talk to Sheldon Jean. We got to talk to mm-hmm. a couple other guys. Can't remember now, but you know. Pretty cool just to touch base with them, say what up, see them by- backstage getting ready, kind of going over the matches and stuff, going over the spots. But that was great little interview with those two. I mean, the, it was exactly kind of what we were going for. We knew it was going to be a big match for them, both hometown guys, championships on the line, 30th anniversary. And then Jacques Rougeau walks in the back. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> inserts himself in this promo. Like just that video alone, you can we could probably put on YouTube and people would enjoy it. I thought they were going to do a shoot. When Jacques came in, I thought he was going to do a shoot, but he's proud of them boys, no doubt about it. So uh, you mentioned uh, meeting uh, Sheldon G, and it was just funny, like, shaking Sheldon Jean's hand and then going out there and booing him. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, ah, like, yeah, nice to meet you, and then going, boo! You know? like he, he legitimately wants you to boo him. Like, he actually yeah. wants you to boo him, I think. <laughs> he's getting the right reaction, you know? So, yeah. so. You know, the BCW crowd knew what to do with him. So, and with everyone, honestly, the crowd was hot. Uh, the crowd is pretty hot. So, good, good job, Windsor. Woo. Yeah, Windsor yeah, always represents. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, thing man, to see BCW sure. back into it because the last event they did was uh, it was a Father's Day event outside of Windsor, mm-hmm. and they said they're going to have more events to come. So, whenever they bring it back to Windsor, we're going to be there. That's for sure. Carlos Maddie, Drake yeah. Moore, Frostfather, Aaron Sanders here, Sports Entertainers Podcast here in the Rose City. I think we covered about three or four events this year, gentlemen, and it's hard to pick which one is our best one, so we, we might as well go down through all of them as fast as we can. The first one we covered uh, for the podcast was Impact Sacrifice, and that was at yes. the old gym at St. Clair. That was a hell of a way to kick off our experience as a sports entertainers. Start off with Drake. What did you think? Yeah, that one was cool. Again, that was kind of the the comeback of just wrestling in general in Windsor too. So, 
kind of thinking about like what's the best one it's actually kind of tough but um just uh that was that was more about you know we can do this again right after covid and all that so it was cool to have wrestling back and it started off as a as a a live event right it was the first ever like live live streamed event it wasn't like a pay-per-view but we ended up getting that later on in the summer so it really spearheaded uh wrestling uh 2023 in the windsor detroit area for us as we talked about a lot so it was pretty much just the the beginning of a campfire yeah it was just getting our feet wet that's what it felt like coming back into uh impact wrestling and in the uh at st Clair, just felt like i'm home you know what i mean oh it's it's nice to be back with uh you know wrestling at st Clair college i'll tell you i I was happy to see that aiden english was a part of the commentary crew for impact but i felt gypped because we didn't see mickey james she had to forfeit her title injury, and i I didn't get that news until i got there and they played the promo over on the big screen so i'm like man you gotta be kidding me but then we saw uh what's his name eco and i thought he did a hell of a job uh, with his match to taking all those bumps and and for one moment i thought he was legitimately injured one spot landed on his back. I'm like, holy crap, this ain't gonna end well. But he was able to pick up the win for the match. Shout out to Jacques, or sorry, shout out to PCO Jacques Rougeau's tag team partner. Again, one of our one of our buddies from our interview series here on Sports Entertainers. One hundred percent, and we were able to get a picture up on the ramp too. So that solidifies our place <laughs> for Impact pay per view events, whatever they come. Windsor. What was the next one? Was the next one uh, Slammiversary? No, no. We, me and Drake went to Dynamite. Yeah, and I have to oh, say that might, that might be my favorite of the year. Just I, I had, think like, so. And like the the Steel Cage match, Kenny Omega. It was that was awesome. And then um, got Don Callis turned on uh, turned on Moxley, right? Yes, he did. He, he turned. No, no, he turned on Kenny. On Kenny, sorry. Kenny, yeah, yes. And, uh, in that match, sorry. Yeah, so I think that was the best one, but I know I'm trying to, like, as we brought this topic up, I'm like, I can't even remember the timeline of, of wrestling anymore. I Yeah, so um, that Dynamite was booked like a pay-per-view because so many good matches were on that card. There was that one. There was Garcia versus Cassidy as well, which was really good. Claudio versus, I think it was Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah. Julia Hart right. and Anna Jay had an uh, extreme extreme rules match or something like that. Like it was booked like a pay per view, booked really strong. And I think they were going up against like football or something like that that week. So we just got really really lucky. <laughs> that was a good show. That was a good show. I think it might be my favorite too, Drake. Yeah, I have to say. I mean, like honestly, Slammiversary was good. I didn't. We didn't get to go to um. Forbidden Door, so Aaron can take. Aaron. You know, he can take that one. But, oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I forgot. I'm like, honestly, I was SummerSlam was, was great, but like, eh. we'll get to SummerSlam. We we talked enough about yeah. SummerSlam, really. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, we exactly. did a whole episode about it. Which uh, plug? Check out that episode right around the August area. But no, Forbidden Door, and I'll make this short and sweet. It was pretty nice. The only thing I would change about that event is the fact that. My boys and I, we had to leave halfway into the main event so we could get the last bloody go train <laughs> back to our hotel rooms. I, that's the one thing I regret. You missed the Danielson match, and I'm going to have your head for that because it was such a good match. 
You could but, have my head for missing the pre-show because we were waiting for our homeboy to get his freaking order. Took them 30 minutes. Unacceptable. Hey, you still got Omega Osprey, so I mean that alone can uh, you know that that's on your that's on your freaking wrestling bingo card now. So you're good. Not only on my bingo card, but it's on uh, my list of one of the greatest matches I I've seen in person in 2023, or on that list later on in the season. But Forbidden Door, fantastic, all in the dot. And I saw a couple of uh, re- uh, people from Windsor over there too, hardcore wrestling fans. Shoutouts, Bobby Sprout. Who would have thought I would bump into you right in the line waiting for the pre-show to start? And then we had SummerSlam. Man, we could go through that. Who, who wants to talk about SummerSlam? We had, like, we had who really wants to talk about SummerSlam? <laughs> we had a Slammiversary before SummerSlam, though. Eh? Yes, we did. Yeah, we talked about Sacrifice. And we had some Chick-fil-A, too. We... Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had Chick-fil-A that day. That was, you know what? <laughs> that was a good day. And that guy actually ended up, the guy who got us a Chick-fil-A, he ended up sitting beside us uh, during SummerSlam. So it's kind of a weird crossover between those two events. <laughs> but uh, Slammiversary was also very good. We got to see the uh, debut of um, Trinity, and she won the Women's Championship. I think it was her debut, and that was a good match between the two of them. Should have went on last, in my opinion, but obviously Josh Alexander's big return. Um, there was a lot of cool... I thought that that pay-per-view, more so than Sacrifice, had way more moments. Like, big... Wow! Like, this is, this is yeah. a... Yeah. This is a good Impact oh. pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. So as we posted on the, the Instagram this week, actually, Nick Aldis um, debuting for WWE on SmackDown as the new GM. We saw his last match live here in Windsor. No, that was at Slammiversary, if you recall. I can't yeah. even remember that. It was like it feels like a lifetime ago, you know, mm-hmm. it was against Alex Shelley. And then Josh Alexander came back after. So, yeah, a lot of like key moments. And it was the first ever like legitimately live pay-per-view in Windsor wrestling pay-per-view where like you can buy it on if this was night or 2002 you'd be able to buy it on direct tv you know <laughs> so pretty cool yeah not a lot of coverage good. 21 years ago for impact but hey you know in the world of yeah. streaming and whatnot you get them now you get them anywhere so it's just and then and then like Right after that, we like not even that long after, I think it was like a, two months later, we had SummerSlam, which was the biggest wrestling event I've ever been to. Regardless of yeah. what you think about the ending, I mean, I thought like yeah. just the experience of being at like this, the second biggest pay per view after WrestleMania, like how crazy is that? You know, I never thought as a little kid watching wrestling, I never thought I'd ever go to a SummerSlam. So that was pretty awesome. And the yeah. show itself was pretty good too, other than the main event, to be honest. Everything except for the main event and that shitty ass Ronda match Thank was you. pretty good. <laughs> and even the ma- yeah, exactly. But even the main event itself was very, very uh, good until the ending, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think have a like. Of questions. Go ahead, Aaron. No, I have a couple of questions, and this dawns back to, like, Slammiversary, and I'm sure we'll answer this on a future episode. Number one, do you think it's a, a good idea to put the championship belt on somebody that's making their debut in a promotion? And number two, what was WWE thinking when they put Jaina and Rousey together in a match? And I thought it was going to be cool, and then you, you're two minutes into the match, it's like, this is boring. This is MMA. I'm like, yes, good for them to to showcase MMA and UFC and all that other crap. But here's the thing. Number one, it's in a wrestling ring. Number two, if you want MMA rules, 
have a freaking time limit, have rounds, put it in an octagon instead of a ring. That's where they drop the ball on that. And plus, are those kind of matches meaningless? And I feel bad for Shayna. I don't feel bad for Rousey, but I feel bad for Shayna because she would get built up so many times, like her time in NXT as the champion, I believe. But her time always falls flat, and we got to see what they're going to do with Shayna before they more or less give her the boot in about a year or two. That's what, that's what I'm going to call right there. That's a hot take. I, I, uh, that's definitely a contender for worst match of the year. I think, I, I think it's definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely on my list. Um, and then, uh, I mean, in hindsight, uh, looking back at the whole pay-per-view, I mean, we got a, we got a cash in we got a good Brock and Cody match and we got a good Finn and Seth match. So, but now being away from SummerSlam all these months now, I, uh, I'm more of the belief that, uh, Jay is probably ready for a world title. I think down the, like, I think eventually he should be world champion. I think he's very, uh, very suited for that role now. I, I think more so yeah. than even, yeah, he's very, very I, over. I don't think he ever will. I don't think he ever will though. Like, no, no matter how good, like someone is sometimes it's just like, they're just not going to do it with him. You know, I can't really can't really say that he'll be that guy i don't know you don't think at least the world championship the one that rollins is holding i think that's too hard to say because it's like it's too new and i literally like just picture it in my head and i just can't you know what i mean i can i can mm-hmm. see that belt on like nakamura i can see it on finn balor but i just can't see jimmy Uso holding it it just doesn't it just makes me feel like it makes me feel uncomfortable you know it's just like that's that doesn't make sense you know that- i think he's a good wrestler he's over as hell but like so many other people have, you know, it's just, but that being said, like his sales are like apparently at all, like one of the highest and, and stuff like that. But main event, know. Jay, come on, man. I can't see Jimmy. I can't see Jimmy. Like you accidentally said, I can see Jay though. Cause Jimmy's an oh, idiot. Yeah. And I will get into that one day on a on an episode because Jimmy's character is an idiot. He's an actual, like he's a moron. Like, it doesn't make any sense. His character arc makes absolutely... I love the way, like, what they're doing with Jay. Like, this is my little brief rant of the of the show, because I always, I always go on these random rants. But Jimmy is a freaking moron. Like, he's stupid. Like, he's... Is that his character? He's just dumb? He just doesn't, like... He, he, he was... Roman made his life hell, and now he's teaming with Roman. I don't understand. And even Roman, Roman and Solo are looking at him like, are you dumb? Are you just stupid? Okay, whatever. We'll take the service. Fine. What's Jimmy's arc? I didn't see SmackDown, but apparently he's like, well, maybe we should let Jay back in now, right? I see that was like the latest on the, the Bloodline storyline. And I was like, what? What's... So maybe it is. Maybe maybe that's the point is that they're just going to be like, he's dumb. Let's, let's kick him out. <laughs> what, okay, what's the, okay I, understand, I understand Jay's arc. Sorry, Aaron. I understand Jay's arc, he finally broke free, and now he's more over than ever, you know what I mean? A lot of people who lose to Roman, they become super over, they shoot to the moon, right? And like now, he's 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 doing this whole singles run, and I think it's working, in my opinion. Jay's single runs, singles run is working very well, but what is Jimmy doing? Like, what is, like, that injury, that injury from COVID, the COVID years, 
really hurt Jimmy because uh, and it only helped Jay. I don't know. I'm going off. I'm I'm just uh, every time I see Jimmy do something and he's involved with the bloodline still. I'm like, why are you still involved with the bloodline? Why are you still with them? Didn't he, didn't Roman make your life hell? Didn't Solo spike you? Didn't you? I don't get it. I still don't get it. And they he's a sadist. <laughs> <sighs> it's a status for pain apparently it's like you can't get away from it but at the same time you want to see what else can happen from there and I agree with you it doesn't make sense and on top of that aren't the judgment day and the bloodline in cahoots for the time being mm, kind of kind of uh, it's, it's weird it is very weird you at Survivor Series folks that's going to be a good and but uh, I'm with you on that, and I feel like, and we were talking about Jay too the last couple of minutes. I feel like maybe there are some wrestlers that fans want to see them win the title, but at the same time, they're saying, you know, the championship picture. That ain't for me, man. Like for example, Jake the Snake uh, didn't win the world title because he didn't want it. Tommy Dreamer, I remember old ECW days. He originally didn't want to win the title, but I guess there was like nobody else there near its end, so he ended up being a champion and. I remember listening to Doc and Mary saying he was pissed off about it. So it's just a matter of the marketing and how things go in terms of the business. But you guys are right. Like you don't have to win the title in order to be popular. I think I think uh, timing is everything too. Like if you if you if you pulled the trigger with oh my god I can't believe I'm going to bring this up again. But Cody Rhodes, like at WrestleMania 39, that would have been a perfect timing. Um, Jey Uso at SummerSlam, I mean, obviously none of us believe it would happen, but to be honest, I think it would have been perfectly fine. I think just put the title on him for like a month or something and then put it back on Roman even. <laughs> like, I don't care. So, mm -hmm. that's how I see it, at least. Uh, what's, the point of what's, what's the point of putting the titles on, on Cody and, and Uso only for them to just drop it in a, in a couple of weeks? Think about oh that for the next episode. Goodness, that was stupid. You should have kept it on them, if that was the case. I feel like a lot of WWE's booking, and not all of it, but a lot of it is just kind of like they're working as they go. You know what I mean? They just kind of make it up as they oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's bollocks. Absolutely. It's always been I don't like that. that. There's, there's no plan. There's no like plan set in motion of this is what we're gonna do. Like I don't think they ever planned to put the titles on Cody and Jay, and it was probably like a last minute decision. And then they're like, wait a minute, we kind of oh, screwed up. They're just like, you know what would be fun to do tonight? <laughs> that. I will say, though, that he hear uh, Triple H is uh, officially... Um, they, 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 they basically yeah. kicked Vince to the curb on terms of creative. Yeah. Woo! Uh, Ooh, that's a very good news. We won. We The fans won. That one. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it it's noticeable. Like it's yeah, exactly. It seems like it's actually like legit. So, Like, Raw yeah. was very good. I thought Raw was mm -hmm. very good yeah, last Raw week. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. How long have we been running so far? How long have we been running so far? Let's see. Um, 33 minutes, so. Oh, that's not so I'll do a quick reset, and we could just go off to the next topic, which would be dream matches, okay? Yeah. I thought All we were right, running five. long. Yeah. <laughs> well, Erlis, thank you for that rant, or else the show would have ran short. Honest to God, man. Uh, <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Funny how we talk about, you know, the events that we've been through and we go right into WWE talk right then and there. I don't know how we're able to do it, but hey, that's why we're the sports entertainers. By the way, if you don't know who we are, Frostfather and Sanders, Heel Drake Damore, Curly Fries Curlis Maddie, here and be sure to follow us on 
all the social media stuff that you could think of. We got more episodes coming up because, what, we're in the final three months of 2023, folks. Tune in for that. Okay. It was a dream come true for us to go see SummerSlam, to go see Slammiversary and BCW 30th. I think that's a dream for which we will never wake up from. We'll still talk about it infinitum. Let's talk about the dream matches for which we've had in our heads for a long time. And it may or may not happen. And I'm going to give the ball to Curly Fries to kick this off. There's so many. And uh, you speak of uh, dream matches and you went to Forbidden Door and you saw a lot of them, actually. I mean... You know, Kenny, Kenny Omega and Offspray, um, awesome. seeing that for a second time in person, that's a, uh, that is a dream. But, I mean, there's just a ton of matches we're just probably never going to get. Like, uh, I mean, I'll start off with, like, the really generic answer, but the Undertaker versus Sting, we're probably never going to get that. I mean, they're both basically retired. Sting is doing the one-offs and the AEW, so there's that. I mean, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, because CM Punk is just not easy to work with and they just i don't think they really like each other very much so i don't know oh really happening <laughs> i don't think so i mean you know it doesn't seem like they're on the best of terms personally <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to think um i'm looking at a list right now i mean uh which one's popped out in my mind right now bret hart versus edge that would have been amazing oh. <laughs> mr perfect versus dolph ziggler Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Hulk Hogan versus John Cena. That would be interesting. Kurt Angle versus Brian Danielson. Whoo, that would yeah, be a technical like, masterpiece. Yeah, that was like one of my actual like actual matches I wanted to see. Like when Kurt Angle was in like TNA in like 2012, 13, 14. It was like, why can't he come back to WWE and wrestle Dayton and Brian? That would be so mm -hmm. cool, you know? Um. I'm trying to think of like, cause like there, you can, I can name like a bunch of random ones I could throw some fantasy ones, but I'm trying to think of like some that like I actually want to see or like wanted to see. And uh, again, sometimes it's like that the new age versus the old age, you know, the new era versus the old era. So I don't know, maybe you can go like, actually I'll steal this one from you, Curtis, cause we talked about it earlier. Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Like, and that mm -hmm. could happen. I mean, that's a potential dream match that could happen in AEW. They're both there. Kind of surprised it hasn't yet. And that maybe is why it could never happen. Why, uh, why hasn't it happened yet? Uh, I was uh, speaking of things that we've talked off air about. Uh, Kenny Omega and AJ Styles surprisingly have ne has never happened. And that one I would really yeah. love to see. Those two guys could kill it. And it's getting too late. because It's getting to the point where it might be too late. Because uh, they're both getting... A little bit older, and they're both in different companies, so it's kind of kind of hard to see. And AJ Styles said he'd never leave WWE, and Kenny Omega is the elite in all elite wrestling, so it's kind of hard to see that match ever happening. Really, I go back to 2009, and I remember when WWE Magazine. Hey, you remember WWE Magazine? Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, search it up. These oh, things yeah. called magazines, books. Pick them up, read it. You have the last one hey, ever. You do. Holy smokes. How long ago was this? 2014. Damn, I thought they ended like right before COVID, but the people can't see this, but I've got two in my hands yeah. right now. Like I yeah. Unfortunately, we go. can't video these. Right, uh, We're not doing a video pocket podcast currently, but I got this one with DX on it from 2009 and this one from 2010 with The Undertaker for WrestleMania 26. Yeah. 
Hold that up for a second. I, I know you're not able to see this, folks, but hold that up for just a minute. I think that's the one where I saw the Dream Match article, and I may be wrong about that, but I remember seeing all these Dream Matches and whatnot, and here's one of them that, you know, struck a chord with me. The Macho Man and CM Punk. That's one. Hell yeah. We talked off Ooh, air. Yeah. CM Punk and Stone Cold. That's for two. And uh, the one match that could happen, Jade Cargill versus Charlotte Flair, if it time. Coming from a guy who does not like Jade, eh? That's interesting. But remember, I've been talking about this for episodes in episodes. It's going to happen. But let's get the show on the road, folks. Let her debut in NXT. Let her work her way up to the main roster so we can see Cargillberg and Flair. Probably by WrestleMania. Who knows? Uh, I mean, other women's matches I'm thinking of are uh, Becky Lynch versus Britt Baker. That would be an amazing one. There's a lot of AWWE crossover ones that you can think of that just pop out in my mind. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was for, like, um, uh, a Survivor Series, Fantasy, uh, Forbidden Door, mm -hmm. pay-per-view, you know, AEW versus WWE. And one, I don't know if you're going to go there, Carlos, but the, you can do the current Shield triple threat with all of their uh, yes. current versions. Yes. yes, you got John Moxley in his current Blackpool combat form. Roman Reigns is the tribal chief and Seth freaking Rollins going at it. That would be awesome. I think they've all matured so much as performers that you can see a lot of like different takes on their previous match from all those years back. I think they've all just been become better performers. So, you know, it'd be very, very interesting. And there'll be a lot of story potential too, obviously. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of history between the three of them, so okay. I think it'd be interesting. That's just um, like putting saying go, uh, Goku against the One Punch Man. All these things <laughs> we want to see, but we all know it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another one that's not ever going to happen, uh, Young Bucks versus the Usos. Um, oh, Super right, Kick yeah. Party. I won't watch that garbage. I'd watch it. I'd love it. Oh, Judgment. Yeah. Or the... The elite versus all three of the new day too. Like either way, Ooh. those would be some. Those would be some great. Uh, and they'd be super kick parties all around, no matter what. So we didn't mention anything from the BCC. I mean, you could see the BCC versus the Judgment Day. That would be pretty cool. Um, Judgment Day versus House of Black. Um, there's just a lot here, honestly. Um, hey yo, I just thought of one. Awesome Kong versus Rhea Ripley. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, uh, Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. The two biggest stars in both companies. Yeah. The Alpha the WWE Omega and the Omega. Omega. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty interesting. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones right now. Uh, anything anything with Orange Cassidy should be interesting. Who's a good comedy character in WWE currently? That would oh, go really well. Our truth versus Orange Cassidy? I don't know if I'd want to see that, though. <laughs> he's the only guy I could think of. Who's the character? Yeah, but Orange Cassidy's kind of taken seriously. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, Rollins versus Cassidy. Otis. Otis, yeah. God, Gable even. Gable versus Orange Cassidy would be interesting. That would actually be a good match. That would be a really good match. But I don't know if there's... Is there like a comedy guy, really? I guess not. I not really but think of any right now. Orange Cassidy could have good matches with anybody. Like, 
He really can. He really can. Yeah. He's he's such I a good Chad performer. Gable would be a that would be like a really good match, I think. Um, Dominic versus uh, Dominic versus um, Orange Cassidy would be interesting, just because of the different dynamics. Because people or, love Orange Cassidy and hate Dom. Yeah, yeah. Or um, Dominic versus Nick Wayne or something, or Dominic versus Jack Perry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, new generation. You know, second second generation superstars. Yeah, there's 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 quite a few. Anything with Kurt Angle or Brian Danielson or Bret Hart would would work really well. Never, I don't think they've ever done uh, Kurt versus Bret, have they? No, no, definitely not. That would be a technical no. spectacle. <laughs> well, yeah. same with oh, technical <laughs> spectacle. That's worth the real. What about Danielson and and Hart too? Ooh, you're way. thinking, yeah. or even Punk yeah, versus well, Hart. Hart. Owen Hart too. Owen Hart versus uh, uh, Dana Bryan would be amazing. And Shawn oh, yes. Michaels. There's a lot for Shawn Michaels that never he never got to wrestle. You know. I just thought of something actually. Um, FTR versus Owen and Brett. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, that would be. Dude, sick. They, would, they would love that. <laughs> I know. I know. The FTR guys would be would be crying the whole match. <laughs> yeah. Shawn versus Daniel Bryan. Shawn Michaels versus Brian oh, Danielson. That, That's the I mean, ultimate teacher versus student, right? I mean, even even Brian Danielson versus William Regal, both in their prime, would be interesting. Yeah, they've only you wrestled see, uh, I think, one time. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a random have, raw. Yeah, or like a main event or something. You ever see uh, what was it? Uh, Cesaro versus uh, William Regal in NXT? Those matches? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, those are great matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a line on commentary that Will uh, William Regal said uh, about um, I think it was uh, when Claudio stomped on someone's hands. Um, Regal was trying to put Claudio over, and he was like, "Oh, he used to do that to me, and now my hand is broken." And I'm like, "Damn, I love him. <laughs> yeah, I miss William Regal on commentary. That was yeah, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, Big Show versus Andre the Giant. Well, that was that <laughs> was well expected. That's but listen, that was also in the uh, that dream match article in WWE magazine. Oh yeah, I'm just reading yeah. an article right now because I've I run out of ideas to be honest. <laughs> well, I thought Big Show was Andre the Giant's son when I first saw him on TV <laughs> many many months ago. <laughs> Think of it. Well, the singlet, right? Well, that's what they tried to do, right? <laughs> the giant. Yeah. That blue. Yeah, that's true. Actually, making a good point. Captain Insano. Yeah, that was actually yeah. his name. For a little while, uh, Jake the Snake versus the Viper Randy Orton. We didn't say any Randy Orton matches. EDT versus RKO. Simple, sweet, dishes. Mm. Watch your back when you're near those guys. That would be yeah. I mean, or what about DDP versus the RKO? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Cutter versus yeah. the RKO. Think, think about this. Razor oh, okay, okay. Randy Orton. Happy night. How about this? Two wrestlers that really went to their peak in popularity later in their life. LA Knight and DDP. Oh, interesting. Uh, that'd be cool. That would be good. I would want to get like a match where like crowds are going crazy for both guys in different eras. Like say like a Mick Foley and like 
an LA night now. You know what I mean? Or like, I'm trying to think like the rock at his peak popularity versus someone like Daniel Bryan when he was in the yes movement, doing the yes movement. Like, well, did just, you hear the crowd like rock and Hogan and WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Probably didn't get any more hotter than that. And yeah. that was the beginning of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Just thunderous, thunderous where like the, the arena shaking. I'm trying to think of more matches like that. Like just for the crowd reaction alone. Did we ever get AJ Styles versus uh, Rey Mysterio in WWE? I don't know. I can't think. I'll, I'll do a really quick fact check. You guys can keep going for a little yeah, bit. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know. I swear uh, they it has. It has happened. It has happened. Yeah. So we already got that one. It happened on Raw. Wow. Just a random Raw. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Come on, man. Treat your legends better. <laughs> well, I just hope one day they give AJ Styles a proper send-off when he decides to call it a career. I think he will. Yeah. I think he's more than earned it between all of the work he's done between Impact, um, New Japan, WWE. I think he's more than deserved it. Gunther versus Brian Danielson. I don't think we'll ever see that, but holy it moly, just... would that be an awesome match. Gunther, man. He's that guy right now. He is that Almost guy right eight. now. I think he has more prestige on his IC belt than, um, than Seth does with his world title, which is not Seth's fault. I think it's just that it's a new belt and it, it still needs to establish its, you know, well, you got to keep in mind, too. One, the IC title, usually around the waist of, like, heels that know where to, know where to go with the story, with the prestige of the IC title. And two, he's able to get most of his victories clean. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. his henchmen are around, but he's like, listen, I can take care of this myself. Before or after the match, whatever. I'll leave this the- to me. I am the IC champion. That's one of the coolest things about Gunther is that he's just a strong heel. I think he, I think he's, he looks stronger than Roman does because Roman always has to get help from, you know, his bloodline. And Roman's so. usually sitting on his ass like a few weeks at a time anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Way, way, way to hype up your universal or whatever the hell it is champion. It's like, what, what are you? Are you defending the title in WWE or are you defending it in boxing? Because last I checked, Boxing, people usually defend their titles like what? Two or three times every every quarter of a year. In WWE, think, in Gunther's cases, he defends it pretty much what? Almost every two weeks. He doesn't even have to wait for a major pay-per-view. I think the kayfabe reason is because he's because he's he's had the title so long that he's he can do whatever he wants, you know. But I think it's mm-hmm. that's a stupid reason. I think it's just just a dumb reason. It's the Lesnar rule. It's yeah, I guess. Uh, it's been a while since we've like we've had a good year with a champion. Like m- every champion is active constantly. It's been a really long time because before Roman it was Brock. It's been a while since we've just had the title constantly. And uh, all, before that, even before that, The Rock ha- was WWE champion for a little while, and he just had the title for God knows how long. You know, I think the last. Still though, like it's. Every time, uh, that was like uh, the first one. Yeah, he was. Wasn't the first he like one. he was like the first like part timer to win it, and like 
like CM Punk was even like chirping him before he even won it. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, Dwayne's in the main event and I'm not. And, and then he lost the belt to him. <laughs> yeah, after oh 434 God. days, the longest reign yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. true. They, did, they do do some title reigns dirty for sure. But Yeah, oh, ooh. we'll talk about that one day. But the, yeah. the Kofi yeah. Kingston, uh, the yeah, Kofi exactly. Kingston really title run. That's, you yeah. know what, that's, that's for next week, I think. I have I, I have a I have a possible reason why that that happened, but hold that off until next week, or the next episode, whatever the case may be. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's like the fans are like WTF. Damn it! I've put all right. Kobe let me Kingston title reign on our list of ideas. So let's just uh, let's just keep that in the uh, idea box there because I don't want to forget about it. <laughs> Don't put it in my head. I'll forget it about six or seven seconds. <laughs> Might as well make it a TikTok. Six, seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. 17 episodes in the can for the sports entertainers. That's us. We talked about BCW 30th, which, again, um, let's give them credit where credit is due. They were able, they shared the vlog. They shared our vlogs, man. So I think we're sort yeah, of famous. Cool. We famous, boys. <laughs> we out here. And they said we're friends too, so that's pretty cool. Friends of BCW, I'll take it. Yeah, don't you love when we make connections like that? Oh, that was fantastic! And to BCW, here's to more events, and uh, whenever you have an event in Windsor, we'll be there. For the fans listening in to the first time or long time listeners, you know where to find us on social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we're on all your podcasting platforms wherever you may be we'll be back in two weeks i have a feeling it's going to be an interesting episode oh and by the way and i'm just doing this this is impromptu folks halloween is coming up so if you are dressed as your favorite wrestlers or whatnot you know show us we'd love to see it i went out as i think i went out as stone cold one year and then i just decided to go out as the Frostfather with my championship belt or whatever one year uh what am i going out as this year i don't know what's up curlis <laughs> I went as uh, Orange Cassidy last year. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I mean, I'm not a blonde, obviously, but I mean, it worked. It was okay. Jean jacket, jean pants, and they some sunglasses. Easy peasy. Rick, you must have gone out as a wrestler back in the day. Yeah, I was like one time, like me and a couple of buddies, just like we were like the NWO, but we weren't like anyone specific. We all just had NWO shirts. Uh, black bandanas and uh, fanny packs and we were just oh. the NWO um, I was I think I was gonna be Ric Flair one year so I have like this robe for it but I didn't end up doing it and I, I have the wrestling mask so sometimes if I'm just in a pinch I just wear the Rey Mysterio mask or the Mankind mask and just that's it just regular clothes and just wear a wrestling mask Right, let us know on social media if you're going out as a wrestler this year because, you know, that's awesome. I've seen one person go out as Hulk Hogan, the other is a macho man. I mean, it, it's always cool to see that. Have a great Halloween, and hopefully Candy Media runs wild for each and every one of you. We're on social media. We'll be back in two weeks. And uh, for Curless Maddie, Curly Fries, and Drake Damore, the heel, this be the Frostfather, Aaron Sanders, reminding you two things. Behave yourselves and wear some damn soap. Catch you in a couple weeks. <laughs>